Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Game two of the ALDS. Game one of the NLDS are under... No, they've happened. They've happened. We're going to talk about them. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining us. Talking Baseball. I'm going to recap the games that happened. Coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studios here in the Bronx. My name's Jimmy. Jake's over there. Trev's over there. Bug Bug Dude in the corner. And this is Talking Baseball. How's everyone doing? We got four games. Some surprises. Some new storylines. Some dumb strategies. Some good strategies. Some drama. Some ejections. Some injuries. Jake, how are you? Good morning, hustlers. As if you're still living, get on down. I'm doing well, Jim. Uh, tough night for our Yanks on a couple different levels. It's all right, because guess what? The Rays are a really good baseball team. They started Tyler Glass now last night. That's good. I think the big winner from yesterday is the Atlanta Braves, who are saying, hey, we've got a stacked bullpen. We've got a stacked lineup. I don't care that we only have one starting pitcher, even if he gets hit. We're still going to be able to polka. Trev's Astros are rolling, and the Dodgers just win kind of an almost boring fashion, which feels like what the Dodgers have done all year because they're wildly good. So, um, And all right, Slay, I, I think today's got to be chaos day. Like, I need a ninth-inning rally. I need, I need something to happen today, Trev. Oh, I could go for a nice, relaxing day, Trev. No, 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 I no. I could go for a nice slate of boring games until we get to the Yanks. What do you got, Trev? You watched every game yesterday. I did. I watched every single wow. game yesterday. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think right now. Obviously, mm. as we see it now, the Braves look really good. The Dodgers look really good. The Astros look really good. I think this series between New York and Tampa is going to be. So far, it seems like the best series in the division round. Um, but some good performances yesterday. I told you guys it was a little cloudy in the morning in L.A. Well, guess what? The sun came out. Ball was still flying in L.A. Yeah. Thanks, My thanks boy, Chief Pinder. Yeah. Went oppo three quarters up in right center. I don't know what is going on with the balls. It's um, nuts. I mean, Pinder, that Pinder home run, I like showed Jake in the middle of whatever show we were doing because I was like, holy shit. And then Stan's now, he does home, have power. Run, not, he does yeah, have not, power because he had the longest homer at the Coliseum in 2017 as hmm. well. And it was one of the longest in all of the major leagues that year. So he has power, but. Those, those games have felt trade. like two different halves. Like after the fifth inning, it's a pitcher's park and. In the first half, it's just a bandbox. So that's pretty wild. Are we starting there? No. I mean, we're a cron pod. We're a cron pod. And the most important thing is shouting out the people that support us. This episode is brought to you by Y33. Yep. Heliosan. Heliosan. Daniel Russell. William Polanco. Tyler Chambliss. Chambliss. We always say the Yankees' name wrong. I I used to say Chambliss. My dad said Cham, like ham. Chambliss. Chambliss. Mike Held, Joe Costa, Aaron Montes, Sung W. Yoon, Philip Cowan, and Jesse Rose Smith. Thank you very much for the support to our most uh, newest patrons on Patreon. They get to watch live with us. We got some people in the chat. We got Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson's been in the live streams with us. Uh, Quentin Hubner, our local 
Astros fan Evan Fleischig, Abe hanging out, everyone. Lou Ellen's in here, Jake's favorite, my favorite. So anyway, those are our patrons. But yes, we are a cron pod, and the first game of the day was the Braves facing off against the Miami Marlins, Alcantara versus Max Freed. We got eight minutes on the clock to discuss this one. Trev, I want you to start. Wow. I was just getting the uh, the chat up, but you caught me right now. I watched this game. Um, huge. It was huge that I watched this game. <laughs> it it kind of, uh, you know, it got broken open in the seventh. My boy Max, you know, he looked okay. Didn't look as sharp as we thought he would look. Um, got bit by a homer. But the Braves offense came to play. Where are you guys? There you are. Right here, baby. Braves offense came to play. Acuna going absolutely mammo and then getting hit again, which seems to be a a, a theme with these two teams. It doesn't matter what pitcher's on the hill. They want to attack Acuna up and in. He gets hit. I, I don't think it was intentional. I don't know about you guys. Freddie Freeman coming up. What do you, what, what, what did you think about that? I don't think it's intentionally unintentional. No, I don't think it's intentional at all. I think Alcantara would be really dumb, but I think Acuna has every right to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's five times I hit a home run and then you hit me. Fuck you guys. I think like the the pitching, (laughs) the pitching coach said, Hey, throw inside. And if you miss, miss in. And they've missed in five times this year, six times this year. Yeah. It's, Um, it's, well, Uranus on purpose. Like that's like its whole thing. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, I think that changed everything. Uh, Acuna was fired up, like fired up in the dugout. I mean, he was the story. If you were to watch and not know anything, you'd be like, that guy seems important. Uh, just fired up in the dugout. The f- scoring on first uh, after getting hit, there was no way he was stopping. I think he just, no like, I mean, there was no way he was stopping. That was, a, that was fuck you base running, and it was beautiful. Dude, I love... Trev, do you like watching guys go first to home? Like, do you find mm. beauty in that? Or is that like a, a nerdy, didn't play the game fan thing? Like, the I way I could. I think everybody does, especially if you're okay. the hitter and you hit a ball in the gap, you're like, get on your horse. Yeah. But that's not, replay- not an easy thing. There, it is an art, art form art. because art. you need the angles. You know, you take that secondary off of first base. Well, you know, you need a good crisp turn at second. And then once you get around second, you can kind of plan your route there a little bit. But if you're just, I think what's nuts is he didn't even don't ha- take good routes. It doesn't matter. You need yeah, to I think do what's, both. He didn't even have a secondary. But he just boomed, and his path was crisp. Like it is an art form. That's cool. And so we we mentioned it, and we'll go through it a little bit. Just recap. I mean, Freed gets knocked around a little bit. The Marlins kind of do their thing, and it's Marlin baseball. Rojas hit the homer, but then Garrett Cooper with the double. Uh, Brian Anderson with the single, and they they had in a bat early on. I want to say it was John Birdie or, or one of those guys who was just, they left the right side of the infield open, and he just hit, like, the easiest of ground ball, but that's kind of this playoff baseball Marlins stuff that kind of scares you. So everyone's like, okay, are these Marlins really doing it? Braves bounce back. Ozuna with the big double after the Acuna hit by pitch. Um, it, appreciate Ronald Acuna. I mean, as five tool as they come, like it's crazy that there's so much young talent in this league that, like Ronald Acuna's reputation and vibe, it's just so weird that like 
we've passed him and we've like moved on to Tatis. <laughs> um, and it's like, well, he's just as special. Soto takes some of his shine and all those guys deserve it. Anyways, uh, it's 4-3 into the seventh and the Braves turn it on uh, against Alcantara. Uh, who's finishing out. And then Yumi Garcia, who's been the Marlins' best reliever this year, and they whoop him around. One and, earned run all season for Yumi. And and for me, that was the big, like, uh, kind of what I said in my intro. I, I think the Braves kind of fully announced they're here. Darno to center for the three-run homer. Uh, he's been legit. That was a signing that we were kind of – Nervous about like yeah he's he's he looks okay sometimes he kind of goes hot and cold he's got an injury history history it's paying off for the Braves Dansby puts on attack on run six runs in the seventh um you know the the Braves are tasting themselves and I mean Acuna with two hits uh, Ozuna with two hits Darno with three Young Thick at the bottom with a pair. Um, and that bullpen is legit, man. I mean, you know, they're they're not the flashiest, sexy bullpen names. The guys that pump 101 or have that, you know, the pitch ninja slider necessarily. But these guys get out. Darren O'Day been doing it for 13 years and disgustingly. A two-five-one career. Like Matzik, Will Smith, Chris Martin, Melanson. These aren't guys that, you know, you go to pitch ninja for. But they get dudes out. Their bullpen's deep. I, I think this was a big, like, we're never going to be out of a game. Even if you get freed, we kind of don't care. Uh, this this felt this felt big for the Braves to me. I, I got to disagree with you. I think these are those names. I think these guys have all – there's a veteran bullpen that's been through the gamut, and they they know what to do to get guys out. I think it's cool. What's cool with, like, a bullpen like this is maybe in years past these guys would have been – pushed aside but with technology and them being able to learn what they do well and then focus on that some of these guys stuff starts to play up because they start pitching to what plays well for them and leaving the other stuff behind so i think this bullpen is i mean you ask any baseball player they know every single one of these guys because they've been around the league for so long so they they are a bunch of names in that way like you they are just like veteran dudes they're show they are show and I don't, if you if you guys watched the game, one of the coolest things about this game, off, the, the Braves' offense came to play. The bullpen showed up. The defense was there too. Ozzy Albie's at second base made like four mm. or five plays yesterday. He he's a lot of times on a right-handed batter. He shifted up the middle a little bit. He made one diving play to his left. Belt and came then off. Rocket uh, line drive like right at him that he had to jump. I mean, nobody here is jumping that high to get it. And then well, my favorite one, shallow fly ball into center field. Nonchalantly yeah. goes after it and just basket catches it like it's nothing. Like they were showing it off last night. The Braves, I've been disrespecting them all year long. After really watching that game, I mean, they look like a complete team. Starting pitching needs to go a little bit. But other than that, I mean, if you're going to hit like they hit and play defense like they play defense and bullpen like that, this is a this is a scary team. I will say this about the Marlins. They scored four off Max Fried. The bullpen shut them down. They're going to have to see this bullpen again and hopefully familiar from they get familiar with them. Familiarity? What's that word? Familiarity? Yeah. Yeah. Wins out. Um because they were having a lot of fun and they brought a lot of mojo to the start of this game. So, I I still think the Miami can win a game here. I don't think it's like I agree with you Jake that 
the Braves have like become a monster, like they've woken up. But the Marlins did get to free. They got four runs. I think they banged a home run, leadoff home run, and then they got a couple runs in the third inning as well. In the second inning, it was a leadoff home run at the first. So I'm not like out on the Marlins, but they need uh, their pitching and needs to be perfect. Like it's going to be tough for them, but uh, I like the Braves. Trev, me and Peter Moylan are best friends. I've referenced this a couple times yeah. now. We we message a lot. I don't know your guys' full relationship, but he we were messaging during the Braves and Yankees game, and he had a good joke. It's a little bit at your expense, so I don't want you guys to start beefing. Wow. Oh, no. But it made me laugh. He said, this sounds like a ploof comment, but is the 2020 Braves bullpen the best ever? <laughs> I don't get I don't understand where my name comes in on that. He's just saying my name. He he was just saying he was he was coming in hot. He was coming in hot. He believes in it. Okay. He believes in it. I don't know how to feel about that, but hey, <laughs> I'm on people's minds. You're on. I am on the <laughs> there mind. you go. There you go. That's a win. <laughs> Moving on. Game two of the day. Houston Astros beat the Oakland Athletics five to two. Manaya. Gets banged around for four earned runs. Framber Valdez goes seven innings pitch, two earned runs. Paredes and Presley come out and shut the door on the A's. I watched a little of this game early on. Then I took my nap in the John Boy Media headquarters nap room. Lair. For the last couple innings, I had no faith in the A's coming back. When I woke up, I said to the office, I said A's didn't come back. And there was like grunts. Like, A's look bad. You just missed a double play. Like, it was like, oh, are you guys going to have some life? And then they hit a lame double play. <laughs> okay. So, it was uh, bad vibes. But um, the A's have to use minor for two innings. Trevino comes in. Petit comes in. But Manaya, not great. Um, which I'm going to pat myself on the back for. Just I, I don't think he's ever, like, whatever. I've never been, like, got Manaya on the bump. A's are rolling today. Uh Framber gives more of that vibe at this point anyway. Jake, you watched a lot of this game. Trev, you watched every game. Trev watched every I game. I watched every game. Which is big. What you got on this one, Trev? You're Astros. You get the start again. It's it's turned into a homer bowl there. I don't know how many runs have been scored outside of hitting home runs, but it can't be many. I mean, yesterday it was Springer with two. Maldonado hit one. Davis and Pinder on the other side. And the ball is just flying out of there. There was only 12 hits total in the game. You know, but they were big hits. They were homers. And if you're going to continue to do that with the Astros lineup and the way they've actually pitched, we talked about the Astros pitching was like uh, we didn't know what to expect. They pitched well in this series. Now they got Grinky going today, right? Nope, he's out. He's hurt. Oh, what we'll happened? Get, we'll we'll get to that for the talking. Okay, I thought okay. Well, that changed that changed a lot. Yeah. But if you're going to continue to hit homers and, and, and have runners on base when you hit those homers, which apparently that was Dusty's plan because I heard him say that we need to have some runners on before we hit those homers. Need to so walk before plan, the homer. And that's what they did with Tucker and Correa in game one. Like, good that's, plan, Dusty. Way to Dusty go. Dusty has a plan. continue to do that, you know, the A's offense better get hot quick. And they, don't, they don't look like they're uh, – they need Olsen to go. You know, without Olsen, without Chapman going, that's – those are two big bats in their lineup, and like I said, Olsen, he hit the homer, but that's about it. From what I've seen, and Jake, you can confirm, or, or the A's aren't playing with the vim and vigor that they 
said they were going to play with. They need their guy Loriano to step up. Uh, you know, Matt Chapman is a significant thing. And while while the A's were, you know, Jake Lamb, remember how electric that was for a while? We haven't said his name in a little bit at all. At the same time, the A's started to have the formula here. Crush Davis hits another one, and it's like, okay, is this dude back in a threat? Because he can be kind of that guy. He's, I think yeah. he's got the most barrels uh, in the playoffs so far. Stats. Um, and Manaya shuts him down the first two innings. So it's like, okay, let's get going. He comes up against the bottom of the lineup. He gets Gurriel, Reddick single, Maldonado, and here's George Springer. Missed strike call, home run. Um, and then it's 2-1 and all of your good energy and your good juju is out. And now the bad guys are back and doing it. Um I don't know. Framber gets better as the game goes. His stuff shows that. They said it, and if you watched, I mean, he... And and with this stadium and the way it's playing, you're playing two different ballparks. You're playing the first game, a night game at Petco, and you're playing the second half of the game is like at Coors Field. Uh, or vice versa, vice versa excuse yeah, me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Uh, the A's need a little magic. Um, I'm. You guys might be mad at me in about a half hour. I'm not out on these A's. Maybe it's just blind being an idiot. Um, I do think the Granky news is impactful. What I do really like for Houston, Anoli Paredes comes out again. And if they want to do stuff this playoffs, they need someone else in the bullpen to step up with Presley. And they've made it pretty clear that he would be the guy. And he does it on back-to-back days. So I do think that's impactful. Along with George Springer, by the way, uh, with his two home runs in this game, he's got 17 homers and 54 playoff games. That's a, that's a 51 homer place over, over a buck 62 in the playoffs. Connecticut guy. Oh, they were just shaking. If, if, I'm the, guy. if I'm the A's, New I, I'm looking at their lineup from yesterday, and I know Matt Olson's been struggling, but they had him hitting sixth. In a homer bowl, I need all of my big dogs up at front. You know, I think in game three, they know they got to score runs. Put your horses up at the top of the order. Let them get there at bats and try to do what they do. Especially Davis now, he's he's been crushing the ball. You know, get him out of the five spot. Put him in the two spot. Put him in the three spot. Whatever you have to do, get your horses up there to score some runs. I don't like lengthening the lineup down in the six hole. I don't want that. I want to give him confidence, put him back where he belongs, up there in the meat of the order, and let him go off. Because well, that that he got you there, or he's the guy for you, one of your guys, like let him be your guy. Bomel is your guy, Trev. Do you think he shakes up the lineup today? He's got to. Okay. He's got to. Because this Fine. didn't work. Yeah. Two runs on six hits didn't work. You know, as much as I love Tommy Listella, you know, Let's let's get our boppers up there. I like that. All right. Game three of the day is Yankees Rays. Mm. This is an interesting one. You got I watch this game. I watch this game. You got oh, and before we get to Yankees Rays, let me tell you a little bit about DraftKings. Week four football's in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week five. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week five, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to review... Why did I say that? Mm-hmm. chance to receive... 
a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings offers great boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. Don't worry if football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving all you basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up and get $1,000. That's JOHNBOY. That's, co- that's, that's code JOHNBOY to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Mm. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Really messed up they changed up that last line on it. That was like kind of your money line. The red text? You were into that. Yeah, the The restrictions apply 18 and up, and now that they've changed that, it's kind of like, come on, The red text blows now. Um, It's a lot of stuff. Trev, you're Yankees. You watch this game. Um. We're just two whiny, hot Yankee fans that people follow because of our looks. You you bat you bat lead off and tell us tell us what's up. You're the lead off guy today. I'll talk about the Yankees because you guys need to talk about them. You guys can talk about the Rays. I said they needed to score five, six runs a game to win in this series. They scored five and they ended up just giving it up too many. Uh, John Carlos Stanton. Mm. Looks like a man on a mission. The the first homer, great. The second homer. Now, as a as a guy that's been in the second deck at Petco before the balls were juiced, let me tell you something. Where he hit that ball last night, balls are not supposed to go there. They're not supposed to go there. Like that was the perfect swing, pitch, velocity, everything you could do right there. That's as good as you can hit a ball, and that was uh, to use a James Shields. Term, big game James majestic mm. but in the end it wasn't enough the Rays were doing what the Rays do they're pesky they can hit homers too they can pitch the bullpen came in I thought was really interesting and I'll kick it to you guys can you see that I can't oh, that's shit. great it's a big home run it was a big home run <laughs> and they said it went 470 or something get oh, the fuck I mean, out of here that ball went 600 feet yeah they said i think they said 458 and everyone was like no stat statcast stat is santa claus a lie is santa a lie sorry if we have any it's a heavy combo for another time <laughs> it's not a but lie it's just a guesstimate it's a 10 p.m. conversation i, I yeah. want to talk about we'll we'll get into a little bit about the the Yankees trying to be the Rays, but the Rays were the Rays last night. Last night in the ninth the Yankees, inning, the Rays were the Yankees. <laughs> well, yeah, they hit some homers, but Kevin Cash had a plan because he got um, what's his name up, Nick Anderson up a couple different times last night, which I don't love, and I hope it doesn't come back to haunt a little bit. But he had faith in his guys. Peter Fairbanks last night was couldn't find the zone at all. I'm sure you guys were loving that. I hate Peter couldn't, Fairbanks. Couldn't find the zone at all, and Cash is sitting there like, what do I do? What do I do? Oh, I have a plan. I have a plan. Don't want to use Nick Anderson tonight. And then all of a sudden, C.B. Buckner gives him the call on Glaber that was maybe – that was probably the worst call I've ever seen in a, in a, <laughs> in a baseball game. 
It was so egregious. It was ridiculous. But after that, he gets the K. Gets the clay on Clint. And then does he K the next guy too? Gary. Yeah. Gary. K's Gary. He just found it after that. He got lucky and found it after that. I don't want to say it's all because of CB. Like, did he make an adjustment? Maybe. Um, he got another bad one on Clint up. And I don't know if anybody saw my Twitter exchange with Josh Donaldson last night. My bad. We're pretty much best friends. Yeah. You're Peter Moreland. Peter Moreland. I have Josh yeah. Donaldson. But calls a, a tough one on Clint up and forces Clint to swing in that zone. You're not catching up to 99 where that was located. So Cash sticks with Fairbanks. It ends up working out. Now he's got a fresh Nick, Nick Anderson. I thought that was a crucial, crucial moment uh, in the game. Him deciding this. I, I, I didn't like it at the time, but it sure worked out. Anderson is a problem. He's one of the best relievers in baseball. Like, I, if if you're making a top five list, he better be on it. Um, he's he's disgusting, and he mows down Yankees like it's his job. Let's get the umpire. Let's get the umpire thing out of the way because I I don't want it to come off complaining Yankees because the Yankees lost this game for a lot of other reasons. And a hap escaped, hap escaped a really big jam. We didn't without throwing a strike. Yeah, CB Buck, gave Buckner yeah. got him. They they do do like some ump analytics stuff, and it it does show the Yanks got screwed more. Everyone's tagging us and stuff this morning. Whatever, Buckner sucked. You got to get past it. Uh, it's unacceptable on the MLB level. Like again, what other professions can you just be that bad and continue? I don't think it cost the Yankees the game at all. I just think it's embarrassing for MLB. It's embarrassing for MLB. The Yankees and- cost themselves the game. Yeah, and I, uh, Trev, you know, Fairbanks, Castillo, who who came in oh, before Anderson, those are their three right now. Chaz Rowe is out. When he's right, he's dirty. Uh, they've had a couple other injuries. Right now, those are their three, like, go. Wait. Nick Anderson the, pitched? Yeah. Yeah. Two who, was warming up, who was warming up in the ninth with Fairbanks? There was somebody oh, else. that was the sidewinder. That was Thompson. I'm sorry. I thought that – I thought – I saw – that's why I said I saw uh, Nick Anderson warming up a bunch last night. So it was a different it was a different guy in the ninth inning. I'm sorry. Yeah, guys. You're good. I thought I was I thought he sat him down twice. You're good. You played it cool and it didn't come off until Why did you guys cool stop me now? while I was going on? No, this, it kind of sounded right. I don't know. I didn't know what no, I thought. The I was delivery like, was kind of weird. It's okay. Um I I don't know. That those Here's what I'm saying the next day as a Yankee fan. Uh they screwed up the Davy Hap thing. I think that's the consensus on the internet. There's a lot of different ways you could have gone about it. Not that either of them are a lock or any other way you could go about it is a lock, but this was arguably the worst way you could go about it. Giving the rookie the start, getting J Hap up three pitches in. It they tried to do Rays funny business. The only part they missed about the Rays, and this is kind of my mission statement, the Rays put their players in the best opportunity to succeed. The Yankees didn't do that last night. And then following up, hey, I think this series is going to go back and forth. We're probably going five now. I thought the Yankees could potentially lay the hammer down last night. The Rays pitched their four best pitchers last night. They went glass now to Castillo, to Anderson, um, to my arch nemesis, Peter Fairbanks, and they won the game. The Yankees used a litany of their lesser pitchers, Whatever the Rays were supposed to win this game, it's just it it the feeling of it was tough as a Yankee fan. Two minutes, um, yeah. Uh, you got all of them, baby. My my thing, Trev, that we said on the post game recap, where we're much hotter uh, for talking Yanks, is that the Yankees don't do this strategy 
against the Indians. They don't do this strategy against the White Sox. They don't do this strategy against the Astros. They only did this sneak attack opener because they wanted to fuck with the Rays. And the Rays didn't even flinch. And the Rays lineup, yeah, they love matchups and platoons. But it's not even, like, you're not, like, if they do make a move in the third inning there and sub out some of their lefties for righties, like, what's the difference, really? Yeah. You're not really, oh, the only thing you're winning as the Yankees is a mind game. It doesn't really help you on the field. Um, you know, so I hate the strategy. I, I think it's so stupid. That being said, Hap sucked. I mean, Hap still gets the weaker part of the lineup. He shakes off the changeup and throws a 3-2 fast, so I think that was a terrible call. Um, he doesn't find the zone. He throws the ball away to first. He's he's just body language is shitty. Um, he benefits from calls from C.B. Buckner and still is complaining to C.B. Buckner. So, like, the strategy sucked. Hap sucked. And then Johnny Luizaga, he sucks, and they need to stop using him. But this is the biggest scary part about the Yankees is if they have to use their second tier of bullpen arms, Adovino, Luizaga, um, I guess Holder's in there, but he looked good yesterday. They're fucked. So, and Jake said the quote yesterday, which I'd never heard before, but he said, you want to win the odd games, one, three, and five? Ha- uh, Boone confirmed that in his post game. They asked him, why did you push Tanaka to game three? He said, well, we wanted to look at the pitchers that gave us the most length and spread them out so we can... Uh, give our good relievers days off when they're not pitching. So they care about games one, three, and five. Like Jake's saying, game four, we may see all the slot back-end pitches again. It's very odd. Credit to Glasnow halfway? No, fuck that. Glasnow went five innings, pitched four and runs, and people are acting like it was an amazing start. If Garrett Cole did that and G-Man Choi hit a solo home run and then a three-run shot off him, everyone would have given Garrett Cole a ton of shit for how bad of a start it is. So I don't understand why Glasnow is getting so much love. Um, he's nasty. Nastiest pitcher in baseball, in my opinion, on record. Bad outing by, from him. Not what you want from your ace. Their bullpen's scary. I think I could still go pick his pitches if I wanted to. When I watch mm. him pitch, I'm like, I think I could pick something up. I didn't. It's hard to do it when you're watching the broadcast because they don't show, like, him winding up and getting set every time, you know, they're, they're going back and forth through shots. But if I had the straight shot on him, I swear I could pick some stuff up from him. He's I gotta, don't know. If, I mean, he's got to get a third pitch, man. Like I, he, he might, it his pitch. fast, he might have the best starting pitcher fastball and he might have the best starting pitcher curveball, but it's still two pitches and Giancarlo Stanton deposited a thing. couple. And I have faced him, and that's the thing about a guy like that with two pitches. I always love, give me a two-pitch guy. I don't care how nasty they are, especially him. So he's got the fastball and the big curve. Fastball, got to get down. You just look in that zone down. Even if it's down, down, you still want to swing at it because it's going to come up. Curveball, you look up. It's going to come up anyway. You can. I feel like on those guys, you, you could just sit heater and adjust to the curveball. That's a common statement that doesn't really work usually, but with a two-pitch pitcher that has that kind of low-rising fastball and you want to avoid the top of the zone anyway and then the pop-up curve, you can do that. But he's, I mean, look, he's nasty. People don't hit him, but I think you can really have a good approach, and I think I think Stanton sees him well because of that. 
Yeah, and the Yankees had some black holes. Gary, obviously, DJ for a little bit. Judge? Judge was, had a really, really bad game. Every at-bat sucked. But, hey, it's a three-game set now. Cole maybe can go again. Glass now is done. He can't pitch again in this series. Maybe a bullpen appearance in the game five, but I think that's kind of all. It's Tanaka and Morton. We'll get into the rest of that going. It's a shit show rest Yanks of the Yanks won the Cole game. Rays won the Glass now game. The way we got there felt a little uneasy as Yankee fans, but whatever. Going to be a big one. Coming up on Talk Baseball pregame show after this. But first, next game. San Diego Padres versus the Los Angeles Dodgers at Globe Life Field, which is kind of the biggest storyline coming from this game. Clevenger yeah. can't get out of the first inning. He comes out. You hope that this didn't really injure him more or set him back for next season. I'm hoping they calculated that, and it was like, well, you know, let's try to get you back on the mound. If things go awry, it can't damage it further because that would suck for him. And, I, you know, credit to Clev for trying to pitch through it and get back on the mound. It's it's a shitty situation because the Padres <laughs> have to burn. How many relief pitchers did the Padres use? I looked at this the other day, and I was like, what? It looks like Eight. their lineup. Eight? Eight. So nine yeah. pitchers in total, yeah. Nine pitchers in total. I I was scrolling through and looking at the lineup, and I was like, where's the fucking pitching box score? And I was like, oh, that is it. Nine pitchers. Yeah. Crazy for the Padres. Um, you know, the game was close for a little bit. The Padres are going to regret. I believe they had the bases loaded one out and didn't do anything early on Bueller. He just, like, buckled down and struck out the next two guys. That's probably mm-hmm. a game-changing uh, miss by the Padres there. But... I mean, I think the story is that the Globe Life doesn't allow home runs. The Dodgers have to play every single remaining game in the playoffs there, and they're a big, big, big home run team. They still get the win today. Um, it's going to be a weird World Series because a lot of balls, like they hit a pop- they hit a couple last night. Uh, yeah. Max Muncy included towards the end of the game. Pollock AJ had one. Pollock, huh? AJ Pollock. And what's funny? Oh yeah, your guy. <laughs> What's funny is they've developed this thing. You know, every team's got a thing. The Yankees are doing, I think this is like a, a big dick thing. What is that? Yeah. No, it's two big, big dicks dick. touching. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. And they're just they're doing it over and over on national TV. Uh, the, the Dodgers have done the, the hands thing. Like, Yeah, I called it the Barrels are overrated. I, uh, barrels are overrated. They're like the biggest analytics stat cast team. Um, they have like all the most revolutionary hitting coaches that preach barrels. So it's kind of weird, but I call it the dumb octopus. Uh, <laughs> that's looking like a sexy. Octopus. This was this was the worst game possible for the San Diego Padres. The, Ooh, everything went wrong and everything was bad. Obviously, Clev gets hurt. Not good. You have three hits total in the game. Not good. You load the bases up. In the second inning, you strike out twice. Not good. Jace Tingler, your manager, gets thrown out of a game for a pitch that was a ball. Mm. Or were they hitting? No, it was a ball. It was Tamuki. It was Tamuki, and it mm-hmm. was a ball. Mm-hmm. And he gets thrown out. You can't get thrown out in a playoff game. What are you doing? We've talked about Jace a lot on this podcast before, but... It was all around the. I mean, yeah, like you said, you use eight relief pitchers. You lose the game. The Dodgers don't even really hit the ball that hard. Mookie had a nice double off of Richards, but this they looked overmatched, man. It and felt like made, the, the Padres were never in this game. And they made another costly error. 
Yep, Cronin. Oh, yeah, that was an interesting error because it was a tough play for Hosmer to come back to the base. Like his footwork was all kind of jacked up there. Uh, he should have caught the ball. They gave the air to Cronenworth, but yeah, that was um, that's how they 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 went ahead. Dodgers went ahead on that. Turner scores from third on the air. Strange, strange game. Never felt like the Padres were in it at all. Yeah, I'm watching that air on loop right now, and I I basically it just looks like Hosmer was playing too deep. He couldn't beat the runner to the bag and give Cronenworth yeah. a target. I don't even think he was on the bag. No, his, his, his footwork was all messed up. But, yeah, it leads to a run, and it's one nothing at that point, and now it's the fifth inning. It's a pretty nice game for the Padres, and then, you know, that leads to a run, and then they bang later on. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's the Padres make errors. like, And they all seem to, like, you know, they haven't been hurt by them. I don't think that changes the win or loss, but it's just like they need to not make an error. Uh, it's Play a deflator, and I, I know, you know, Trev – Trev's putting them down because I think after a certain point, yes, this game was Dodgers, Dodgers, Dodgers. They were up one nothing, And, I mean, Nola gets the RBI single. Bueller didn't have his best stuff. He's got four walks going. Um, and they stole three bags off Bueller. So, I mean, you're putting an environment like, we're going to Padre you. Like, we're coming for you. And then that happens in TFA. Things fall apart. You know, they have to go through nine pitchers, including, I think, Weathers was making his MLB debut. So, they're... They're having to dig deep in the bag of tricks. Obviously, the Clevenger situation sucks. Um, and then, yeah, I think, uh, you know, it was like we were talking about uh, the story of the internet last night was, you know, the Dodgers probably could have put up – if this game was at Dodger Stadium, I think a couple of those balls head out, and it's like a 12-1 game, so you're feeling that a little bit. And I don't know. I think we're starting to put some storylines together too. You know, the first half of the – first eight minutes of this show were about Dodger Stadium and the ball flying out of there. And now we're talking about a stadium where the ball doesn't fly out. So interested to see that impact on the Dodgers. I think there's, you know, a little sum-sum each way on that. Uh, you know, that Pollock ball's got to be a homer. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, also the Dodgers are crazy good, 43-17 and 17 in this short season. Um, their bullpen does good. Yeah, man. They're wrong. They did a good. They did a good job of taking Dustin May out <laughs> through two innings. They could have just left him in there and let him ride, get get length out of him there. But I think Dave Roberts is like, this guy looks so good. Maybe we should start him a game. So let's have him throw two innings, treat it like a bullpen day, and maybe have him ready to go for a game five. Is Lamette pitching today? I guess we can do this on the pregame I think he's on the roster. No, he's not on the roster. Oh, so. Davies Davies or Paddock? Who's the first name? Davies, Davies, Paddock, yeah. Well, the good news for the Padres is they they saved Rosenthal, Pomerantz, and Pagan, and they used nine pitchers. They didn't use those three. So if someone gives them a start today and can go six, they've got the guys they want to go seven, eight, nine on four days rest now. Yeah. Does this seem like it's just going to be the Dodgers and everybody else? Like when you watch the Dodgers, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, like they're they were one of the best teams in the league, and then they added Mookie Betts. This this was what I was kind of alluding to before. I think I think the Braves made it known like yesterday that if they face the Dodgers, they'll make it a fun series. But it's the Dodgers and then kind of everyone else, man. It really is. For as good as the Rays were and the Yankees can be and the Braves can be, it's like just if you're looking at it, you're like, wow, the Dodgers really don't have any holes. They're good. They're good. All right, that's all four games. 
Thank you guys for joining us. We're going to go to the pregame show, which you can find on the podcast apps, or you can watch live. You don't need to be a patron to watch the pregame show uh, live. You can watch on YouTube or Periscope or Facebook or wherever. I think YouTube's probably your best bet. That's where the chat is the most fun. And then it will get posted on podcast apps. Thank you guys very much. If you want to leave a review, you can. We never ask for those um, because that's incredibly annoying. But I just asked for one. Yeah, let's review our shit. Come on. Can I? Can I don't I care. Just make I don't, I don't, it's a World Series I don't, thing. It's it, a World Series thing. Wait till the end of the postseason. If, I don't, we do don't it. need to raise. We're the Yankees. Oh. Like We can, can, we I, can uh, save it for the World Series. Can I make one last point? I forgot to make yeah. this yes. on the Yes. Yeah. Uh, parting point for you. <laughs> Trevor's Walker Bueller, point. they were talking. Walker Bueller hold has on, a Hold on, hold on, hold on. We need to play the Trevor's. parting point. Trevor's parting point sound effect. Tradition. We call it Ploof's parting point. I like the peas. Yeah, okay, but I don't. My soundbite didn't work for that. Okay. Um, Ploof's parting point. Here it is. Oh yeah. Yep. Here we go. Do I talk while the music's going? Yep. Yep. Walker Bueller has a mm. blister. Everybody knows that. What he's been doing on his bullpen days is, is, and that's where pitchers get their feel. That's the only time they can practice, bullpen days. They've had that thing extremely covered up. So he's not having the feel on the tips of his fingers like he needs to. That's why we're seeing him get into the game and maybe miss with some pitches, not have that exact feel for everything he walked for yesterday. That's something to watch because they have to get that thing taken care of. And to take care of it, you got to keep it covered, covered, covered. And then it seems like on his start day, they're taking it off. That's something to watch for. He looked good last night, but maybe not as sharp with his breaking stuff as he wanted to be and is not uh, didn't have the control that Walker typically does. Watch for that. How do they not the have, like, season. a blister remedy yet? Well, they do. I think I it's know. either pickle juice or piss. Which one would you use, Trev? They, they do together. all sorts of crap for it. They do the glue. They glue the shit out of people's fingers. Yeah, like a it's, drummer. Uh, it's a tough thing, and and uh, I don't know who was on the broadcast tonight. Was it Smoltz? Smoltz was the nightcap. Yeah, I don't know. He he was talking like, um, you know, it seems like a little injury. Talking. Like, oh, he's got a little blister, but your fingers are the main thing for a pitcher. I mean, that's where you get all of your feel for. So this is a it's a big story. If Walker gets that blister and it gets worse, you know, he's gonna be have to probably not pitch. All right. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks. Ploof's Ploof's parting parting point. point. See you guys.